you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Um, it was alright. I think work cooled down for a little bit, and mm. that was good, and I, it was nice to, like, not have so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this week coming should be another, like, I have work to do, but it's not, like... It's not a lot. It's okay. not, like, oh, my God, it's so much busy week, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I like moments when, I, and I've... I think I feel that when I have when I have lots of meetings, because mm. like then you, you barely have time to actually to do, do your work. work. Yeah, yeah. So this week is another week where it's like, I just have more time to do my work and not inundated with all those meetings. Because honestly, y'all, for me, I feel like I have more meetings mm-hmm. in this pandemic process, and I think it's because <clears throat> people maybe are trying to keep like the connectivity I guess yeah. it's like it's not necessary yeah we're Agreed. connected yeah. but I feel like I have more meetings for like stuff where I'm like why are we meeting for this the facts and I feel like <laughs> like you we could have just sent me a message I feel like we were in an office I wouldn't have as many so I'm, yeah. the times when I can just do my work and mm-hmm. not be inundated with meetings is always to me a better week yeah yeah. if I cough again y'all I'm afraid I have COVID <laughs> I'm sure you're fine okay <laughs> Um, this week was interesting. I started a new job, so it's just kind of like learning all of these new systems, and I just, I can't wait to the point where I'm like just doing the work. Um, yeah, when you start a job, it's always that like, like interim period of just like... And meeting people. Training. Like, I ain't gonna remember none of your names. Uh. <laughs> like, um, it's just, it's a lot, but, um... We'll see how it continues to go and how I like it and all and how they like me and all the things as we continue forward. But that's all I had for me that I can think of. Anything happening in media worth talking about? Sure. Um. So a couple of things I know we talked about Sharon Osbourne. Just an update on her. She'll be leaving. Oh, she announces she will be no longer part of the talk. Mm. The way they say it is like they're not saying fired. Mm-hmm. So you don't let's just say she ain't gonna be in it no more. Right. So when they come back, she will be absent. Um, Interesting. So, you know, there was an internal investigation. There were a lot of um, I'm gonna say alleged because mm-hmm. that's their internal, but from what I've read, a lot of Claims of her behavior with uh, past guests, mm-hmm. past hosts that were inappropriate mm-hmm. and problematic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. And so, going back to what you said, because I think it was so well done. You can say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't get to, like, police the consequences of saying whatever you want. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to. Right. For her and any other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can say what you want, but you can't police... The consequences and the reactions of people hearing what you say. Right. So. Especially an employer. Correct. (laughs) Because they don't, I mean, it's their show. And a lot of us live in at-will states, okay? Okay. (laughs) Seriously. So, that's that's just what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on, I want to talk about um, Telfar. We all know that brand. Mm -hmm. Guest came out with a a bag Mm -hmm. that looked... Just like Just like it. Yeah. And after a nice beating on Twitter and other platforms, Guess is no longer selling the bag, y'all. Yeah. So, one, I'm going to say this. One, let's be very clear, y'all. We do have power. Right. This is such a small example of how mm-hmm. Twitter and Facebook and all that, and they pulled the bag. Right. Like, right. We absolutely have power. Let's remember this, not only for stuff like this, but... Politically, okay. Right. Let's remember that we we Your do. Your voice does matter. It does matter. Yeah. Now, the bag really did look right, just like it. And as for the Teflon design, you know what was disappointing? Because I was on Twitter, I like to see what the streets be saying. Mm. Was to see certain black people like, well, it's hard to get that bag, so why can't we just have the guests? And I'm like, Mm-mm. do you not get it? Right. Do you not understand? And then they, and the fact that to see. 
black and brown people defending not only guests, because, you know, there was conversation about a lot of the fast fashion and mm-hmm. how they take from designers. Or they, or, or some people like, well, you can't, in 2021, you can't be but so much original. Everyone's copying off everyone. That doesn't mean right. you don't pull things to the carpet that are, that is like more clear. Right. And it's a shame that fashion, because I know it's hard, it's really hard to copyright and have, um, uh, not copyright, what's the other word? Uh, <sighs> Trademark? No, it's a Intellectual word. property? Yeah, um, what's the thing where you could, it starts with a P, it's not a permit. A it's patent. Patent, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> In the fashion industry, it's really hard to get things patented or, or, or trick all that in right. fashion and it's really hard for designers especially small designers who aren't backed by these big machines right yeah so the fact as a person um the fact that you automatically go side with these larger brands with right tons of money mm-hmm. and capitalism on their side mm-hmm. it just felt weird i'm like y'all on the wrong side here okay <laughs> right like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and I've, I've been shopping smaller lately mm-hmm. and more local. And I feel like if you can afford it, um, I encourage you to do so. I There's a reason why fast fashion is um, popular. It's more affordable mm-hmm. for a lot of people. And I understand if that's what you can afford, I will not shame anyone. Yeah. Because um, things can be really pricey and we know that. Um, most jobs don't pay enough and we know mm-hmm. that it's expensive as hell to live in this country. So, but it's just to say that I, I encourage people, if you can try to shop local. And as you know, here y'all, we always support black businesses Yeah, yeah. and we don't want to see nobody getting ripped off. Certainly buying up no big ass brand right. who's raking in money. Yeah. And also understand that supporting small and black businesses is not always convenient. And so I want people to stop being like, well, it's hard to get that bag. It takes a long time to get to the level of... Of, like, a guest. Right. It takes a long time, and, I mean, they don't have the most ethical practices. And no, so it's, like, being mindful about where you shop is sometimes inconvenient. So you got to let go of that convenience, because, like, that's very first-world problem of yeah. a lot of us. Um, a very, yeah, To yes. support a brand where your purchase of their bag means so much more than for a guest. Whereas you purchasing a bag don't really mean as much. It doesn't help their bottom line as much. Yeah, I agree. Next, I wanted to bring up something. Um, So, I don't watch uh, the hip-hop show on We... Growing up Mm hip-hop. But it's come out uh, about uh, uh, Tammy Rivera, Mm -hmm. Waka, Flocka's daughter, is... um, I don't think they've put out official statement. An official, as in like she's gay or bi or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for Akinsiata, she wants, you know, the girls her date and they are dating and okay, whatever. Right. The reason I bring this up is not because of that, because I don't, I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. The reason I bring it up is because the comedian, like, um, Zoe, is that, is that how you pronounce it? I think it's Zoe, uh, yeah. I think it's though. I think he's funny. But he was making a comment, which I thought I was agreeing with him, mm-hmm. how he was talking about Waka Flocka. Now, Waka Flocka has been vocal about um, people's choices in the LGBT community, as in, not choices, um, people's lifestyles, right? Yes. He's made comments about Dwayne Wade's daughter mm-hmm. and other children and things like that. And mm-hmm. Zoe's making a comment like, this is what I'm talking about. You need to be careful type of energy you put out because you never know what's, in your own house. what's going on. Mm-hmm. And here's a prime example. Now, Tammy, who we know, sometimes defends her husband in a way where she shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Is making such a stink about it. She's like, well, people can change. People can grow. And that's we like you're missing it. the whole point. Yeah. That's just what he was saying. Yeah. That's why you shouldn't be so adamant right. speaking on mm-hmm. other people's children, other people's lives and things like that because mm-hmm. you don't don't know and the reason i brought this up on a deeper level is we shouldn't begin to give understanding when it's in our backyard right and i think that's, that's what bothers me that's what is um and that's i felt like that's what he was saying yeah and i think that's what tammy missed and i think ultimately making it bigger beyond just like lbgtq plus um community 
you shouldn't the same thing you say like oh if your mother you know if your sister was raped if your if your your uh, your girlfriend was sexually assaulted you would think differently right we as a people need yeah. to get past the thought of if if it doesn't directly impact me mm-hmm. then I won't care and then and then as soon as it does impact me then I change my mind then right. I think differently right and what I what I want from people is to have that mindset period. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be it shouldn't be I don't get it until it directly impacts me. Right. I don't get it until my mother experienced that. Mm-hmm. Like we could talk about even with the pandemic. Yeah. The care went out the window until your grandma had it. And mm-hmm. then you talking about it's serious, y'all. Right. <laughs> right. And it's like it shouldn't have to be that way for just a variety of issues. Yeah. Understanding, empathy, sympathy, all the empathies and these. <laughs> it shouldn't come just because it's in your backyard. Mm-hmm. And I and I just feel like that was a great example of what he was saying. And Tammy missed the point because she just wanted to defend her husband. Right. But the point is, you shouldn't have to be directly impacted by it to give a damn. And then also, I think what her, Tammy and Waka could realize in this moment of how powerful it could be if he was as loud about his ignorance as he is about his growth. So, say, hey, I was loud and wrong, and I have learned through my child um, to be better at being a human, um, and I've learned these things and gained these new tools, and now I'm more accepting, blah, blah. Be just as loud as about your ignorance. And because, especially within our community, that could impact so many others that are just as ignorant as he was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I just feel like they are not handling this the best. Um, because he could, because what everyone is saying is true, he was ignorant. And he could just be like, you're right. Like, stop trying to defend it. You're right. He was he was ignorant. And now say how you grew Because even um, Dwayne Wade said he had to learn a lot. To be the best parent he could be, which mm-hmm. I mean, most of, that's what parenthood is, honestly. But he admitted that he did not always have the tools, but he took it upon himself to get the tools when necessary. Um, so Waka could take the same approach, um, and have an impact, but they just still choosing to be ignorant in a different way. So, so I support him because I'm like, you missed the point, sweetie. Yeah. Tammy, you're missing the point. Yeah, and I think sometimes, um. Silence is best. <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. Like, or at minimum, if you really felt that type of way, you could have spoke to him privately, but I guess her thought was, he didn't say it privately, she won't. But she sounded more foolish. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. She just sounded more foolish because it's like, it's one thing if Waka responded to him, but you're not... She's he, consistently de- she always defending him. him. And sometimes in ways where it's like, girl, you need to be quiet. And she be getting herself caught up in mess that don't, she don't need to saying, be saying Like, he can respond to those comments, mm-hmm. but if he didn't feel like he needed to dignify it, then why are you? Right. Right. But I was just bring, bringing that up. Okay, Um. next thing I just want to say, whoever stole from Beyonce... <laughs> The hive is literally <laughs> coming for you. Hope they found you <laughs> and you're going to pay. Okay, last thing I want to talk about is the new um, law, the uh, the new law that changes voter requirements in Georgia. Mm-hmm. So the reason I want to bring this up is, guys, this is, is not a good law. There's a lot of clauses and things like that, which will, I mean, dramatically impact brown and black communities with voting. And that was the whole point. That is why the Republicans wanted to do it. Right. We all know Georgia was they flipped saw how, this right. last election, and they know the power that people have. And so I'm telling y'all this now. The election is over, and we know Biden is president. But the fight is not over, y'all. Right. And I really, I really need people to understand how much, we've talked about it so many times, that the local politics and shit is even more important. Mm-hmm. And we need to still be diligent. Just if, even if, and for those, some people who may not feel no relief, okay, but those who maybe felt a little relief knowing that Trump is out, that we have to continue the due diligence. The work is not done. The work is not done, and especially, and the reason I, and the reason I bring this up is when we talk about Georgia, it's a large state. But we talk about Atlanta. We talk mm-hmm. about this supposed black mecca. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to be, because mm-hmm. you know a lot of people like to move there, live there, where black people is the mecca. They trying to take y'all votes away. Right. And I think 
we need to be diligent on this and we can't think it's over. Mm-hmm. They are not looking for, um, hell, they're not looking for us to succeed. Mm-hmm. We live in a racist-ass country mm-hmm. and they want to keep it that way. We live in a capitalist society and they want to keep it that way. Mm-hmm. And it will take um, a concentrated effort and a long-term effort mm-hmm. to actually create change. And we can't, be like, see you on four years for the next presidential election. Right. It needs to be, this is just a part of our life. Mm-hmm. Knowing what the hell's going on in our backyards and what li- uh, lies, well, hey, <laughs> but what laws and things are being signed into. Yeah. So I just really encourage people, like, we need to still stay educated. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be... Stay informed. Stay, stay informed. Boots on the ground. Know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. in our areas, laws, what are our lawmakers doing. Because I'm telling you something. Republicans are going to try to do... And this is me not... Um, let me be very clear. This is me not defending Democrats. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear what Republicans are trying to do. Right. Not only in Georgia, but in other states where... Uh, the black and brown communities were showing the frick out during mm-hmm. the presidential election. Mm-hmm. It's very clear what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And we need to be paying attention to that and make sure that that's not happening. Right. Because, and that's the funny thing is like, black Republicans do exist. Yes. Um, But the things that they're putting in place are highly directed at black and brown people. They are. So they don't care your political affiliation. They no, just they coming for you. Correct. So, yeah. Correct. And that's really all I have mm-hmm. for uh, uh, media media for this week. Mm-hmm. I'm moving on to a Bravo moment. Um, I'll start with Married to Medicine. So this episode, I'm going to talk about the highlights of what I took from the episode. Mm. The, new, the new girl, and I cannot think of her name, and I'm sorry, y'all. Anila, I believe is her name. Mm-hmm. If I'm wrong, y'all tell me. But she um, did a part of her um, religion. I can't. Be- I I'm sorry, y'all. I can't think of the holiday either. But she had a holiday celebration for her family. Invited some of the women mm-hmm. to um, join in and participate. One thing I want to point out: a lot of people, and I think I talked about this on the last time, and I'll keep continue to bring it up. And I do think it's worth being said that. Mariah's culture when she married into that, she didn't get the same opportunity to show it as this new cast member is. Mm-hmm. And for Mariah, who has who is in legal battles with Bravo over the show because she did start the show and was an executive producer, it does feel tacky mm-hmm. that production is kind of just trying to replace, kind of replace her and her um her vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a new character. And then giving her more and freedom. And then giving her more freedom. Right. It, it does feel icky. Yeah. With that being said, they have she's they have the celebration and what is interesting is her kind of getting into this Contessa Toya beef. They Toya and Contessa have been going back and forth for the past few years and what's interesting is Contessa joined the show as Toya's friend. So mm-hmm. the fact that it's so fresh and now it, it feels weird, and the stuff that Toya's upset about seems very small. Mm-hmm. And as a watcher, as a viewer, I'm like, there's something we're not knowing. There's either mm-hmm. a part of the puzzle we're missing because it don't make sense mm-hmm. for her to be so upset. Mm-hmm. So what she's what Toya's upset up now is because she has some sort of holiday function, and I guess she was telling guests they had to take their shoes off, and Contessa verbalized how she didn't want to take her shoes off. I don't know if she did or not. That's not the point. But the fact that Contessa was like, um, gotta take our shoes off, infuriated Toya to no belief, to no, like, and it's like, really? Mm-hmm. Now, this one thing, the whole shoe policy. People can put the rules that they want in their home, but people can react that same way. And I find that when people have a no-shoe policy, um, that can be annoying Depending on what socks you got on, depending depending on your, your outfit, feet look. right? Your feet look depending on your outfit. It does feel weird to not have shoes on in someone's home. One thing I do like is typically when people have a no shoe rule that I think is a nice compromise is they provide shoe booties mm-hmm. or other things where it's like you can keep your shoes on. And they you, at least let you know in advance. Or they let you know in advance yeah. or they have like a shoe station where they have booties and other things yeah. so that 
I get it. Keeping outside germs out. Mm -hmm. But anyway, point is, it's really small. Mm -hmm. So ever since then, Toya is just really upset. And so they're at this dinner, and she brings it up. Toya and Contessa's beef. And Contessa's like, look, you know, not time to play. She was like, I'm not interested in in fighting with Toya anymore anyway. Like, I I want it to stop. Mm -hmm. And Toya made some remark. And Contessa's like, look, I... I don't want to do this with you. She was like, and she was bringing up the pandemic before she could even stop. Toya Carr was like, don't bring up the pandemic. We're all in the pandemic. Duh. And I'm like, she was like, okay. And she was like, like, you're not letting me speak. The other part that was irritating is Toya was rushing her husband. My husband worked in the pandemic. He had doctored. It's like, but you're not. And I don't care what she wants to say. The pandemic experience for a person and the pandemic experience for a healthcare worker are vastly two different things. And if you think your lifestyle at home with the children and playing tennis is the same as your husband working hospital 12 to 14 hour days by mounds of dead bodies because he's in Atlanta. If you think y'all are experiencing the same pandemic, I'm sorry. I think she's nutty. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say one is better than the other, but we cannot act like the doctor's experience of the pandemic is going to be the same as, uh, like, us or someone and who's Contessa, standing at home. is she a doctor? Contessa's a doctor. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. So, she definitely is probably so she's, experiencing right. it differently. So, she's bringing up. Meanwhile, they're not in a private dinner. Like I said, New Girl's family's here. Mm-hmm. Toya's fussing and cussing and getting loud. And Contessa first apologized to the girl's mom. She's like, you know what? I'm sorry. This is inappropriate. I, and Contessa's like, you know what? It's time for me to go. Toy is being very aggressive, mm-hmm. yelling, fussing, cussing in front of. Thank God the girl told the. the thank God the kids got removed prior to this. <laughs> and Contessa was getting up to leave, mm-hmm. and um, she was like, you know what? I gotta go because this isn't like, which is, I feel like was very appropriate. Y'all mm-hmm. had a dinner party, and the conversation has gone left. There's fussing and cussing and motherfucker at the table. I think I would leave too because yeah. Toya's not trying to have resolve. She's just trying to yell. Mm-hmm. As Contessa's trying to leave, the new girl's mom physically grabs Ooh. Contessa mm. and does not let her go to the point where Contessa's like, please let me go. Ma'am, I need you to let me go. And she wasn't. Like, pulling her arm, grabbing her to the point where Contessa's like, ma'am, I'm a lot stronger than you. Please let me go. Mm-hmm. And I give Contessa a lot of credit because when you're in the heat of the moment and someone grabs you, she lucky her mama ain't get popped just <sighs> off of, like, reaction. Yeah. yeah. And they ended up leaving. What was astonishing to me is when Contessa and her husband left, do you know the new girl saying, how dare she leave my event? I mean, You was just yelling she? at her. What? What, 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 wait a minute. She was being verbally accosted. And your mother... And physically grabbed. And your mother grabbing her don't even... That's the first time meeting her. Yeah, no. And like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. And the fact that from all that, you didn't look at your friend Toya to be like, Toya, why are you fussing and cussing? Y'all could have talked this out. The fact that you let a Contessa, who was like, this isn't a positive. We're not getting anywhere. I'm going to remove myself. The fact that you're upset at her for leaving... Yeah. I'm like, okay, the new girl crazy. Yeah. And in the previous next week, she talked about how, like, you know, she was offended. There's going to be some interaction with her and Contessa how they talk. Basically, I was offended that you just left and, you know, I was you just the situation. pushed off my mom. And, you know, in my culture, you don't do that. And I'm excited because Contessa. In my like, culture, you don't grab people. She was like, well, in black culture, you don't put your hands on people. And I was like, thank you, Contessa. Because I'm like, sweetie, your mother was grabbing a stranger. Your right. mother didn't know that woman. Right. And not only did she grab her, when she asked her to re- to please stop and to remove your hands from her, she did it. Right. She, you're lucky your mama didn't get popped. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I thought that was crazy. Yeah. You sitting up here grabbing somebody you don't know and then you mad because they want you to get off them? Yeah. How no. you figure? <laughs> she said that's a part of her culture. I'm like, okay. I, I'm not in that culture. I can't, you know, I can't comment on that. But I'm like, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, moving to um, Housewives of Atlanta. I gotta be honest, guys. More of the same to me. Mm-hmm. The stripper thing is still in the moment. Latoya. Dang, we still talking about that Girl, Latoya. You get some good free promotion. Latoya is still off her rocker. There's a Halloween party with uh, Phelan, um, Fallon, I'm sorry. And the way the season is going... As a viewer, it's confusing because they've cut a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you can't see the buildup. 
So the girl Phelan, I'm sorry, Fallon, she hasn't been on the show that much. Mm-hmm. So you haven't really gotten to get to know her, but then they have these one scenes where she's really in it a lot and you don't see her for episodes. It's just very weird to figure out the dynamic. Anyway, mm-hmm. long story short, she had a Halloween party or whatever. Latoya comes in. I feel like, to me, she was already on something. Maybe had a few drinks, something mm-hmm. like that. And was like, very rude. She was like, oh, it's a nice house. Da, da, da. See, this is what you get when you marry an old man. Oh my Jesus. You just sat down in this girl's house. Fallon's house. And I'm like, that's how you start? And then she, and then Latoya's demand to be served. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, refreshments are over here. She's like, no, I mean, somebody needs to bring me this drink. Da, 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 da. She was being ridiculous, obnoxious, like... What is going on with the toys? <laughs> on multiple uh, shows. Both of the toys on both shows are like, literally need to take a chill pill. <laughs> but Latoya even more. You come up in this girl's house. Mm-hmm. This girl has done nothing to you. And to me is, she, to me, Latoya, I feel like she's a hater. Mm-hmm. She's jealous of what this girl have, which is a stable marriage and financially stable. Yeah. And what ended up happening is she just kept going, talking about the marriage, her home. Like, you're just so disrespectful that uh, Fallon ended up running after her and almost knocking her out with a golf club. Oh, like, her husband came and restrained her. But I feel like, while I'm not one for violence, I feel like people do have boiling points. Mm-hmm. And you be saying some nasty, foul stuff. Everyone's not just going to call you a B-back. Right. You know what I mean? And a part of me, I ain't gonna lie to y'all, a part of me wanted her to reach her. Mm. Not with the golf club, but a good face mush or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because she's doing too much and it seems like... I I know we like reality TV. I know it's in drama. And we like part of it is the drama. But for me as a longtime Housewives viewer, it's organic drama. Mm-hmm. What Latoya is doing to me is trying to make a moment. Mm. In any way that she can. Mm. It's not a natural build-up. It's not a Because, na- like, and maybe this is her newness. Maybe this is her desiring to really make a name for herself. Because, like, she'll tweet about, like, I'm the reason this season is popping. And it's like, but it's not a popping season. Mm. You're annoying. Not even, like, even the Ke- Kenya gets on my nerves, but, like, that's her. Mm-hmm. So the drama that unfolds organically, she's not trying to be that way. Right. She not Latoya comes off as pretending. The attitude, the quick jabs, like, if that's really who you are, Mm -hmm. that's sad. Mm -hmm. So if she's not pretending and she's this antagonizing person, Mm -hmm. well, that's just sad. Let's just put it that way. So I'm getting tired of Housewives because of her because I'm like, she's bringing it down for me. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it's not organic. If it's organic drama, then whatever. But, like, she's just going out of way to be a dick, it seems Mm -hmm. like. And just poking, 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 waiting for a reaction. Yeah. Yeah. And she's two-faced. So that too. <laughs> so that's it for the bar moment. They end up being longer, but whatever. Yeah. Anything else you've been watching? Um, well, today I just want to say I watched the Tina Turner documentary on HBO. Mm-hmm. That was so well done, y'all. It's long. It's like two hours, but it's worth it. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. Y'all, I was just so moved by it. Now, look, I think we all know... Uh, the highlights of Tina Turner's story. Mm -hmm. But what I think, what I really took for it is, we know her history with Ike Turner, Mm -hmm. but we, I think what is lost a lot, not just with her, but with other people who have traumatic stories that may have moved people or inspired people, how much we're so, how much we don't think of the person when we keep poking at it. Mm-hmm. So the the biggest thing is we know what happened and she kind of make her comeback. A part is a part of, you know, the documentary shares her whole life in that kind of interim period after I give her refining her career and her having to went, going to England and, and, and ended up popping and she became this pop star, like, you know, 40, 50 rock star. Mm-hmm. And how even in the success that she made on her own, everything went back to Ike yeah. and him. Yeah. And for her, she was like, like, she couldn't even enjoy her success. Mm. All this stuff that she's done on her own, and if she was always being brought back to him. Yeah. And it made me think on a bigger hand of how easily as maybe fans or people who may be inspired by her story or moved by it, and we know how the media is, how you constantly are putting that person in a place where they can't move forward. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. How many times did she have to talk about it? Mm-hmm. How many times did you have to say that she was abused? We we know. Right. Why do you have Especially to... as she worked through it, having to continue talking about it. After she worked through it, having Part to of the reason she did her book was because she thought, well, that would silence it. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we have the movie. Um, you know, she never watched the movie. She was like, why would I want to? Mm-hmm. I know what happened. Mm-hmm. And I've seen that movie. We see the fighting and scenes. If that was her, like... Would you want to watch you getting your ass beat? In right. the, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And I just really... I, that part really struck out to me. How heartbreaking it was that she hasn't been allowed to move on. And that this big legacy is tainted by him, who's a monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what I do say is... Because at this point in her life, she's done with performing. She's done making music. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's 81. And she's wanting to live her life with her man or whatever. So what I do like is that it truly is a happy ending... I know she has some health issues, but in the sense of she's happy and at peace with her life. Mm-hmm. She's happy and at peace with her career. And she's moving on to this next chapter of life with her man and their beautiful home in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And that's what she wants to do. And I think that is a beautiful thing. Because, yeah. like, um, this documentary was it. Like, she is closing the book on her kind of musical career and yeah. is living the rest of her life just as a Regular citizen of first. Switzerland. Right. And I think that's beautiful, but I just, it was so heavy and moving, and I feel like um, it made me think about people's trauma differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see it all the time in media, you know, people, you know, how long how long people keep bringing up, like, a Chris Brown and Rihanna, or, you know what I mean, like, how That's does, how Danny Lay feels right now. <laughs> that's her words. She feels like people continue to throw it in her face. Now, I feel like it ain't been that long. About her right. yellow bone? Yes, because she tweeted something about Snowfall, and one of the cast members responded, um, it's a black thing you wouldn't understand. You know what? I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. Social media is a can be, we know it can be really good, and it can be really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, while I do think she was dead as wrong, mm-hmm. I understand that People won't. People don't want to let go of nothing. Yeah. And I can understand how that can be very harmful. Yeah. I ain't capping for her, but human to human, I can understand why that could be. Cause like, let's say she did learn something from that, and she is trying to move forward. Mm-hmm. The fact that she can't post anything without someone referencing that, or you know, saying it's a black thing, or girl, you white, whatever. I can understand how. That can be very harmful. Which is why I kind of understand I get it. when people just be like, I'm just going to turn off my comments. Like, you can still do your posts and things, but you don't have to worry about that because you know that's what's going to be there. Because I get it. I'm sure yeah. that is really harmful. Yeah. Let's say she really learned something, y'all. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is, as much as we want forgiveness and understanding, we, we don't, don't want to give it to nobody else. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Was she dead-ass wrong? Yeah. Yes. I also think part of it is that her apology was trash. No, her apology was trash, <laughs> but we have to admit that even when there are genuine apologies, yeah. for some people it won't be sufficient. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And it can be very difficult to move forward. Yeah. Because, I mean, her apology was trash, but there have other been other moments in the media. Like Doja Cat, her apology was trash, and she's so talented. But God, girl, like, please just tell us that you've grown. Well, I gotta be honest, Doja's fine. I, I think I, <laughs> yeah, career level, she's oh, yeah, fine. Oh, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm just saying for me personally. Like, I mean, people have hang ups about her, but, like, yeah. Her, Danny's career, I believe she does have music. Mm-hmm. It probably will negatively impact her career more. Yeah. Doja's, yeah. like, it is what yeah, it is for fine. her. Like, yeah. she's solidified. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, if the a good apology has really changed behavior, but you're not giving the person an opportunity to show changed behavior, mm-hmm. I would say you are putting them in a rough spot, and it could be a hard time to get over. Yeah. yeah. So, but... Um, I just think it made me think of people's trauma experiences and how even if you're moved or inspired by it, respect respect that person and, mm-hmm. and, and not put that back on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, like Tina Turner, Tina Turner, that's it. Like I even was Especially, like mentally, I was like, "You ain't gonna make. I ain't bringing up that man." Yeah. She had an amazing career. She's an icon. Yeah. And even me watching it was like, I ain't uttering that. I think especially 
because in that situation with Tina Turner, she was the victim. I think it really shouldn't continue to be brought up. Like, let the woman heal. My God. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. That's why I thought, like... She didn't do nothing wrong. Like, Brown and Rihanna. Rihanna yeah. has to... She had to keep... And you, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When the person is a victim, and, and it, even if you felt moved by fans or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it could even be like a Demi Lovato. Mm. People yeah. are feeling moved about her sobriety, her experience, but now the pressure mm-hmm. and how that puts that back on her, mm-hmm. how she's trying to move forward, but is always having to talk about it. Yeah. That's what it made me think about how, like, why we could be inspired by someone's story and then we're torturing them mm-hmm. with our questions and prod, you know, and prodding. Yeah. Now for Danny, <laughs> it's a little bit different, Yeah. but I do understand how that could be extremely difficult. Yeah. Social media can be a really nasty place. Yeah. I'm just saying. Like yeah. She ain't take that a long enough break, honestly. She um, came back too fast. You know, and I think her apology could have been better, but I think people can be, get real nasty. We yeah. know that. Yeah. And, um, you know, people in the public eye, I give them a lot of credit because, mm-hmm. like, people are mean. Like, <laughs> there's no way to describe it. Like, people are mean. Yeah. And they are mean for fun. And they're mean for fun and they get a kick out of it and they like it. And right. I got to be honest, y'all, if you being mean for fun gives you some sort of joy, mm-hmm, <laughs> you should think about why. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I feel like this takes us perfectly into our topic today because it's, it's go- talking about how we put so much good or bad on these people or that we see on social media and sometimes it's either putting extra pressure on them or sometimes it's putting them on a pedestal. And so what we're referencing is like the Derek Jacksons, the Kevin Samuels, the Rob Hill Seniors, the what's the Dana Chanel. Dana Chanel. All of these people that were put on a pedestal and in one way or another well, they haven't all been knocked off. But some time is coming. <laughs> For right. some, their time is coming. <laughs> right. For others, it has happened. <laughs> right. Um, and, like, none of them are, like, we, they got on this pedestal because people felt like they had all this knowledge. And none of them, um, you know, went to school or, you know, got training in any of these areas that they became gurus for. But somehow they got to the level that they did because... I want to say in general, I think because we valued what they had to say in one way or another, or it was just clickbaity enough for uh, enough of us to pay attention to it. Um, But I think it just goes back to, like, how much we... I, I... I guess idolize people that have somewhat of a following on social media, unfortunately, without checking into their background at all. Say that again. We. <laughs> so I know I got this. Okay, so we all know what happened with um, Derek Jackson. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, he has been this sort of relationship. Coach, Coach yeah. guru of sorts, right. giving his advice on marriage and relationships and courting and all that. Mm-hmm. And it came out that about his cheating and um, he did an interview with his wife and that just started even more. His wife has put out statements by herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the peak moment for me was when he did a reaction video based off of his interview his statement with his wife and I thought oh no he's he crazy right um and it's really sad like jokes aside memes aside memes aside the whole situation is sad and um you know hey but all that to say is when I was thinking about him and thinking about the Kevin Samuels and the Dana Chanel's and it's like where's their research really in as they give this stuff out none of these individuals have any credentials credentials in these areas. So right. no sort of degrees or certificates in psychology or human behavior or, mm-hmm. or sex. Because there are, you can't get credentials in those areas. Right. And there are definitely social media personalities that have, that have those right. credentials and speak on it. Correct. And I feel like we should value what they had to say a little, a little a more, more than right. these other niggas. So <laughs> like, these people kind of come on the scene 
because they made a point and they kind of gained a following and then they write they books. They knew how to pander. They write That's books like and they do whatever and they and here we are. Yeah. So then when this happens with Derek, everyone's like, well, see all the advice he was giving? He can't take himself. He's phony. He's fake. Da, da, da. And I'm like, but who put him on his platform in the first place? You people. Mm-hmm. I have seen videos of his, but like I've never been a follower, to be completely honest, I never knew the man's name. Like, mm-hmm. I knew it was that dude in the car doing videos. Mm-hmm. I had no idea who... Yeah, I, he had I didn't a know who card he was. game, and I have played his card game before. Okay. Yeah. So, I didn't know who he was. And um, and then you have people like, like Kevin Samuels. He, his degree is in chemical engineering, and his business, it seemed, was more on image consulting, mm-hmm. less on this whole, like... You're fat and your standards are too high. I don't know when that changed. I don't know I how think, long he'd be doing that. I feel that. like he realized that got attention and so he kept leaning into it. Right. But his real, you go to his website and stuff, is really for like image consulting. So mm-hmm. he's another one. Um, and then you have like Dana Chanel who is kind of the Christian, well, that, and we know that's not her name. Um, so this like Christian entrepreneur mm-hmm. who... Been ripping people off all Her along. and her husband mm-hmm. are scammers. <laughs> have been ripping people off. Mm-hmm. There's literally a, a class... sprinkle of scam. There's literally a class action <laughs> suit against her for mm-hmm. uh, in the state of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Do your research, folks. Um, and now I used to follow her. Mm-hmm. Now, before I even knew about the scamming thing, some of her posts started just to get... Some of was like, I don't... I'm just wait. like, this, I ain't with... This is not of God. Well, well hey. <laughs> it, it's something in me with some of her posts where I was like... I don't know. It just started to feel like nonsense. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you, girl? Like, it just felt... And, like, a lot of times, like, she her, she would make these statements. Like, I'm like, girl, what? Mm-hmm. Or her dad. I'm just... It just felt weird. So, I unfollowed her. And then, almost a year later, I discovered the whole, like, that she'd be scamming people. And mm-hmm. I was reading people's stories about what, you know, the, the scams that her father and herself would run. And then with her now husband, sort mm-hmm. of the business. And then I went into like the class action suit that's actively against her right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, sheesh, but it, it all, all in the name of Jesus. Well, that, and that's really unfortunate. And look, we all know when it comes down to religion, um, people get had all day. And as a person who do believe in God, I tell people all the time. Um, and the Bible says it, you can't put your faith and extreme trust in man, mm-hmm. their fellow person, a weak flesh like you are. And so you putting him in his place like she knows God more. Was she? Cl- no. And people been weaponizing religion since the beginning we- of time. Right. <laughs> and we saw it this week with the relationship with Derek and his wife yeah, and her. And it's still like. talking about God. And they talk about all of that. And just for the record, I, I do want to put this out there. If we're talking about the Bible, mm-hmm. aka the good book in someone's pe- in some people's mind, mm-hmm. um, you can get a divorce for adultery. Like it's literally written in the Bible. Yeah. So like, if you're married and your spouse cheats on you, you can get a divorce. Lord ain't mad at you. He, it's literally in the Bible. And so sometimes I feel like um, um, a lot of times people put a lot of things on God and religion that's mm-hmm. literally not in the religion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about Christianity. You could expand that for a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and these are for people who obviously believe in them. Yeah. But I feel like people start twisting things these to how they want to twist These are man-made traditions. Correct. And uh, values that have been created and in the name of these religions that... It's, <laughs> it's not there. Like, right. just for that one pause, that one moment literally is grounds for divorce in the eyes of God and, and like, it's in the Bible. But anyway, the point I'm trying to say is... True, you even get you in trouble in the military, but that's hey. a whole nother... <laughs> the point, all I have to say is, my question was, how do these people get to this area? Mm-hmm. How do us as people, and we hear what these people are saying, and, and you agree, and then you just become so enamored in that and believe in them and rooting for them. And the other thing I want to point out as we talk about these people is you can be full of crap and make a point. And I think mm-hmm. that's the other part. Broken clocks are right twice a day. Derek, Dana, Kevin, all all those types of people, I am sure, and I have heard them make a point. Whereas right. like, yeah, that makes sense. Right. That doesn't mean they are guru, all knowledge, mm-hmm. and everything they say is right. And I think as much as I am... I have been a black and white person. Mm-hmm. We are not, people are not black and white. Right. 
Derek is trash. Yes, he made a point every now and then videos. Mm-hmm. He was still trash. And is he all wrong? No. No. Yeah. Kevin Samuels. Um, has he made a point? Mm-hmm. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> Somewhere. <laughs> he still ain't nobody's love guru, and he can kiss my behind. I like <laughs> is chemical yeah. engineering brother. Like oh, and like, I'm sure potentially as an image consultant that he is good because his suits look nice. <laughs> So I'm sure he do some good, but I'm sure <laughs> the whole point is is like I think we get so we, we hear the provocative and we grab onto that. For example, with Derek Jackson, it was so different and so honestly pandering to what women want to hear that it was easy for women to be like, oh. Um, when he wasn't even, he wasn't following what he was saying. He just knew that that was what we wanted to hear. And he leaned into it. Mm. He leaned into criticizing other men, honestly, and sometimes women. He leaned into saying what sounds right. He, he figured out the key, the formula formula to what sounds right. And he leaned into it. He leaned into it hard. And clearly his life wasn't even matching that. So I feel like that's what all they they all just figure out. Ooh, this works. I mean, let, let's keep it a stack. Derek Jackson used to be a salesman. And I really think there's a connection between narcissistic oh. people and salespeople. I'm not saying all people in sales, but there's just a formula mm-hmm. of men that are sucky in some kind of sport in college, go into sales, and then become torturous towards women. I'm just saying, I see a pattern. Oh, all right. So, <laughs> he and salesmen are good at figuring out what people want to hear to get what they want from them. That's oh, all he sure. did, but he used relationships to do sales because he's still pushing a book it's, in the midst of all right, of this. It's 50% off right now, guys. <laughs> in, in the midst of all of this, he's like, oh, let me put it on sale. So, you, can, you can get a deal. If oh, you're my curious. God. Mm. You can get a deal. Yeah. He yeah. need to take a, a sabbatical. Just take a beat. Right. Take a beat. Yeah. Take a beat. Um. So I really think it's that when we hear something different and it just sounds right, it sounds good, it's easy for us to clasp onto it and not actually look at the person that's saying it and in I, their life. And I think sometimes outside of them, just with everything we consume, we should probably ask more questions and consider the source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you consuming and, and who is it from? And not just this. It could be the TV you're watching. Mm-hmm. It could be the podcast you're listening to. Yeah. It can be um, the social media accounts you follow, the music. Consider the source. What are you... What are you taking in? Mm-hmm. And know and understand that people pick and choose what they put out. Oh, for sure. Had... The woman that spilt this tea about Derek Jackson never had said anything. They would have, quote unquote, healed behind closed doors like they said they did and went on about their business uh, with their relationship coaching and everything. They never would have been honest about this is what I've been through and this is why I can give this advice because I went through it. I know how to heal from it. No, they would have never done that. He would have never been honest about how him and his wife allegedly worked through his infidelity and maybe been honest about doing some self-work, they would have never done that. Which I I think is sad because, like, you realize your life experiences are an opportunity to teach, but they don't use that. They just want to pander. So, yeah, they don't even... They don't want to be honest about what they're living, and so they're going to show you the good. They're going to show you that they are a loving couple. They're going to show you that they are faithful Christians. They're never going to show you their faults. These people that were grouping together, they're not going to show you the bad um, that they've done or that they've been through, unfortunately. I would trust them more if they did, honestly. Well, I think when... Because the whole thing about... Because, um, like, I think we all use our experiences when we speak about things. Um, we may give advice or things like that. And like you said, I think it's about stating the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like if I, um, um, I just think about myself in a moment. I've always given pretty decent advice. People have said that. I like helping people, whatever. And there are times where I'm like, I probably could have been a psychologist if I went to school or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or 
like a life coach or whatever. If I ever decided to go down that path, mm-hmm. do y'all know what I'm going to do? Get some education. Right. I am not just going to start saying shit and be mm-hmm. like, I'm a life coach. Right. And it's and I think that's a part of it. It's like, if you feel like this is a calling, right? Mm-hmm. If you feel like there's something on your heart you want to share or mm-hmm. you want to start to share your life experiences, you want to start to put it in word form, you want to be charging people for your time. Mm-hmm. I think... I feel like ethically you should think yeah. to want to have proper education and, and research in the moment to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And and I, saying. Right. That's why I, putting I, out there. I almost lost my thought. The friend zone, they used to take listener questions and give advice. They kind of phased that out, mostly because Fran felt like, I don't know if I can continue to give advice without being licensed. She just didn't feel like it was right. Mm. Um, and so she they phased that out of the show because she just felt like most of the people that wrote in probably just needed to actually seek help. Mm-hmm. And so she didn't feel right, one, just continuing to say seek help every week, and two, giving advice from her own life experiences where she may not have lived through a lot of what people are writing in about. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I can I completely I understand, I understand as well. like, feeling, like, morally it's no longer right to continue to do that. Especially, you know, they have such a large platform. Um, and thinking about the responsibility you have with your words, mm-hmm. I mean, even us with the podcast... When we started out, I mm-hmm. didn't think about it as much. Right. I did not. Yeah, yeah. When we get on the show today, I'm very cautious and aware of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to do my due diligence. Yeah, yeah, To yeah. be, to deliver my opinions or my thoughts. And we are honest if we don't know something. And respectful and whatever. And I am and I like to be honest if I don't know something. I yeah. like to be honest if I'm wrong about something or yeah. if I change my mind about something. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like that's the only way I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, even that, even this platform, I ain't taking it seriously when we started. We mm-hmm. just started. We just doing it, whatever. Yeah. And you grow and you get it. And, and I feel like there's a responsibility. And even if you don't have a platform, I mean, think about just your social media profiles. That is your platform, your yeah. personal platform. Yeah. That is possible to reach a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I think we should be more responsible and, and thoughtful with the information we put out there and... And we're human, yes, and you won't get everything right, but maybe just we should all take a, a moment before mm-hmm. we respond, a moment before we put something out there, a moment mm-hmm. before we giving out what is right versus what is wrong. Right. Yeah. And maybe as a person who maybe likes, you know, your influencers or your self-proclaimed gurus or stuff like that, you know, do you do diligence when you follow them? Do you do diligence of what you consume? Yeah. We can't say it doesn't impact us. How mm-hmm. many studies we got to read? It totally does. Right. And that's why even when we choose our topics, we do look for outside research because we can have our opinions. And sometimes we don't even agree with all the outside research we, we pull. Don't. But we like to not just have what we think. We like to bring in what others think because another perspective only helps to give a more rounded opinion about whatever topic we're covering. So people just be more mindful about... And I think even outside of, you know, the advice-focused accounts, even be mindful about the influencers you follow. Be be mindful about what you're consuming First as a of all, whole. Especially the health gurus, because we oh. can do a totally different Facts. topic. Because they just as bad half the time. They're just as bad when they be telling y'all to just take CMOS <laughs> and drink green they tea. They told people to take CMOS to get rid of COVID. And look, I'm all for natural remedies. But talk to an expert. You right. Not, like, right. I'm, like, I think sometimes the health thing is worse than the relationship gurus because these people they don't really have hurting. no, yeah. when I tell you don't have no damn credentials, mm-hmm. no education yeah. on health, mm-hmm. um, on wellness, fitness, diet, mm-hmm. nothing. Ain't mm-hmm. nobody's nutritionist, don't know, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sitting up here going off of what their Aunt Pearl told them in second grade. And while yeah. Aunt Pearl... While some of that natural stuff works, let me be clear, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm very much so into natural. Mm-hmm. We all know that the medical industry, especially in this country, is a Not big part our of favor. capitalism. Let's yeah. call it a spade a spade. Yeah. With that being said, a lot of times there's not research. There's not 
uh, fact and science behind it. Mm-hmm. And there should be guys. And I had... And to... there are natural people, there are natural holistic doctors mm-hmm. who still have education and have science and fact yeah, behind them and what they're saying in regards to your diet and, and eating certain things. Right. Those are the people with credentials. Right. Still be cautious, but... At minimum, look for somebody with some credentials. Right. I have two thoughts that that just gave me. There was one time that I bought a workout plan from someone that portrayed themselves as, like, a workout guru, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But um, over time of following them, I realized, I'm like, this is just a person that found out how to lose a good amount of weight for themselves. But they have never gone through any kind of training to be able to advise others. They just were able to do it on their own, mm-hmm. and they shared their experience, which kudos, because she, she did an amazing job. Right. But that don't mean that she know what works for everybody else, because everybody's body is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just has gained, amassed this following, and now she's, like, trying to change her brand. But it's just, like, I realize, I'm like, dang, she got all these followers and people asking her for advice and stuff. But it's like, she don't really have no credentials. And that's why I appreciate the people that do get on their fitness journey and then they're like, I think I could be a great fitness coach because I went through this journey, but then they go get training and credentials so that they can help others. I'm appreciative of that. I agree. Because I do definitely trust fitness people more that has been through the weight loss struggle. You know, if they was fat, (laughs) I definitely trust them more because like you understand what this journey looks like for me. Especially when it comes to like the food stuff. Yeah. Because you want to tell people to do blurpees or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. But when you're telling people how much they should eat and yeah. what they should eat, yeah. and you don't have no credentials, y'all don't be knowing. You don't know. Right. Everyone's body is different. Yeah. You don't. You you not. You don't. Like it's. Sometimes I feel like it should be illegal. Yeah. To be saying stuff like that because like everyone's body is different. Mm-hmm. Um, and nutrition and, is, and nutrition is a job. Is, like, that's a job. That is. <laughs> Uh, ed- that's education that needs to be needed. Yeah. Um, because they take an account of several things, and right. if you, for you, you were able to lose weight or get healthier, eating grilled chicken and salad for six months, <gasps> that's not always gonna work. Right. With everyone, and then yeah. y'all be taking advice from somebody, like you just said, they lost hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and they're like, "This is what you do is hundred pounds." Right. That's what they did. Right. It may not work for you. Right. You really should consult a doctor mm-hmm. or whatever. And let's be clear. You have to find the right doctors, especially especially as uh, black women. Yes, absolutely. Um, and we know that there's bias in the medical industry. And mm-hmm. so I'm not going to sit here and say it's very easy for us to absolutely find yeah. doctors and um, help mm-hmm. in that arena. They do exist. But mm-hmm. I do think as a black woman or, or a brown person that we do need to do our due diligence when mm-hmm. selecting our doctors. Mm-hmm. But... I do think you should start with that bare minimum of credentials. I right. really think you should. Yeah. And my second thought was, this even stretches to hairstylists. Because you Girl, got hairstylists. Right. Like, you got to come without, with your hair, you know, this kind of way and this kind of way. Because they have not been trained. And they have not, not kept licensed. up with their credentials. Okay. Because as a hairstylist, you're supposed to do continuing education. Come on now. Just getting a, your license once is not enough for a lifetime uh, field in doing hair, just to say that. But they got y'all coming to them any old kind of way, damaging your hair because they don't know how to They don't treat your hair. hair. They doing your hair and you got split ends and they not even telling you. They just flat out and that shit and sending you on. Like they don't, cause they don't, they don't care about the health of your hair. They just care about the appearance of your and, hair, mm-hmm. and they don't want to actually take care of your hair. And that's why they be charging extra of your hair thick and all this other stuff. And, and cause I, they don't know what they're doing. Cause they don't. And I know that for for most we people, y'all need to start reporting these people. Fact. Cause that's not a part of to have a. I mean, certain people are unlicensed, so you really shouldn't be going to them anyway. Right. But there are licensed cosmetologists who are cutting corners who you can report. Right. Um, and I also think when it comes to the hair stuff, if you care about your hair, be willing to invest. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes if you're willing to spend that much money and these people don't want to treat your hair, mm-hmm. find somebody who will fit that budget who will. Because there are people who will. Mm-hmm. And even for some, and I hey, look, 
Everybody's budget is different. Right. But if your hair is important to you and the health of it, not mm-hmm. just just looking good. Right. Then, yeah, shop around and find someone who will actually treat your hair. Mm-hmm. For example, you guys, I'm getting my hair braided Saturday. Mm-hmm. This licensed stylist <laughs> actually does your hair. Mm-hmm. It isn't me coming to her on Saturday with my hair blow dried and I sit down and break my hair. That's so exhausting, bro. <laughs> like, I, I got to do half my head. Please. I'm going to come in my puffball. And you know what she's going to do? She's going to wash and condition my hair. Because yeah. that's a part of her braiding service. Right. She's going to wash and condition my hair mm-hmm. and actually treat my hair. Right. Not just braid it. Right. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And 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 for her, she's very affordable. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, the people exist. You just gotta find. You just them. gotta find. Them. And and it's sad because these are the people that should get the support of more of us. But you got these people that just asking you to come any old kind of way and treating you any old kind of way with your time and charging you for being five minutes late and all right. this extra stuff, but they would be late too. Right. Like, it's just a bunch of bad practices that y'all right. allowing these people to have. And I just want to give her a shout out because she is a good hairstylist mm-hmm. and affordable. On IG, her name is hair underscore palace bundles. Mm-hmm. Her services are affordable and she actually treats your hair. Yeah, yeah, she does. Okay. Because <laughs> so I've just, been there too. Thank you. I yeah. just want to shout her out. Yeah. She's, first of all, very fast. She is. I've, uh, I, she I is. have never had my hair braided as fast as I had when I went to her. And she, I was honestly, because you know, sometimes they be saying it's going to be a couple hours and you be there all night. No, I, she I, means I was it. prepared for the lot. She means it. <laughs> like, she, I'm going to be honest. She means it. When yeah. she's like four hours, she means it. Yeah. Very professional. Yep. She treats your hair. Yep. She, her prices make sense because you're getting a full service. Mm-hmm. So I can't. And it's not expensive. And she's honestly very, very affordable. Yeah. Um, I respect it. And so shout out to her. Like, that's her IG. That's where you could go to see all her services mm-hmm. and to book with her. Yeah. Um, she does require a deposit, but even her deposit is very reasonable. Yeah. It's not, you know, some people deposits be like 150, like the yeah. service is this much yeah. and whatever. Her deposit is like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I do think the deposit thing has come as a result of social media because that's how a lot of stylists now get their clients and people on social media just be falling through. And so they had to start I know, I do, requiring I will agree. deposits. I don't, I'm not mad at deposits yeah. because deposits happen because of shady customers. Yeah, exactly. When you, this is your livelihood mm-hmm. and when you're scheduling these blocks of times mm-hmm. and a hairstylist will know how many heads they got to do to pay their bills. Right. Knowing that that slot could have been for other people who was and willing that's your to pay, light bill. and that's your bills, yeah. and you don't just you don't show up mm-hmm. or you cancel last minute, and then as a hairstylist, I had to say no to Paula for you, and you don't show up. I mm-hmm. understand the deposit, which is why I'll be mad at the deposits. Yeah. Um. But shout out to her again because she be on time. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. When I show up for my appointment, she is ready. Mm-hmm. I am not sitting and waiting. Yeah. There was one person I forget her name, but I got. Full locks from her. Because I went to her, too, and she was late for And me she too. was late twice. She and was, I was late. Like, she got pizza. Right. She I told will. me about uh, drama in her life that I didn't care about. I will never get her again. Because <laughs> she was one of the girls who, you had to have a deposit. Mm. You had to come in your hair, wash and blow dry. Oh, my God. It needed to be this inches long or extra fee like she the one who had all the fees but then she also didn't want you if you had a if you were relaxed it was right, so but you weird. had to have natural hair yes and i remember it's going like girl to just her. say you don't know how to braid i remember <laughs> going to her and she was the first time it was 20 minutes late mm-hmm. um and um I was annoyed. She was like 30 minutes late. The hair looked good. The second time, she was 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I was so pissed off, but I needed my hair done. She did offer... She did take money off my service, Mm -hmm. which is what she should do. Because I was going to demand it, but she offered it. But after the second time, I was like, girl, get out of here. I ain't never been back. Yeah, she was one of the instances... Where she told me it would take four hours and I ended up being there till three in the morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. had to get up for work. And I was miserable. Never again. So miserable. Hair mm-hmm. palace bundles. That's where I go, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, we just wanted to kind of talk about social media uh, influencers as a whole and how we should all just be more mindful about that um but yeah we gave some examples of people i know it's so many more that are probably problematic out there but just watch out y'all 
there there is a a stereotype. I don't want to say a stereotype, but there's a combination of traits uh, that is indicative of people like this. And then I think <laughs> the last thing I'll say is, and you as a person, sit with why they're so enticing to you. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times we kind of look for things to fill holes that we have, mm-hmm. whether it be by inspiration or you want guidance or they're, they're feeding something in you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yes, consider the source, mm-hmm. but then look at within yourself and say, well, what am I looking for that this provides? Yeah. Can I give it to myself? Mm-hmm. Should I be on someone's couch? Which for the record, you and I, y'all know sitting, I believe in sitting on somebody's couch. That, that was on the couch Saturday morning. Okay. <laughs> Virtually. Sometimes what? I miss the couch, but mm-hmm. I know I don't need it right now. Yeah. Yeah. We embrace the couch. <laughs> right. And we welcome others to embrace the couch. Amen. Amen. And that's on that. Oh, but we didn't do our question of the week. So oh, I just Lord. Thought, oh, because, yeah, we went. We just was flowing. Yeah. So I didn't want to say that, but let's end it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You're you right. <laughs> so the question was, what's on your post-COVID bucket list? And, um... Oh, the first thing I saw was the scammers. Anyway, <laughs> and while we on it, like. right? Um, taking part in a carnival celebration on one of the Caribbean islands. I never know how to. How do you pronounce it? I think it's Yegoose. Yegoose. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I feel like I always say it wrong. Yegoose concerts and music festivals, which I agree. Uh, San Justin. I'll be hiking two thousand one hundred ninety-three miles along the Appalachian Appalachian, Appalachian National Scenic Trail, Georgia to Maine. My, I would never. Mm. Uh, living a rich life, travel more and further away. Headshot, promote what? Oh, J.K. <laughs> I got you. Oh, I see you're doing. J.K. Travel more. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, that took me a minute. I was a little slow. Um, Thumbelina, travel for sure and take Kobe on adventures. Um, I think definitely for me, travel. I mean, definitely travel. I yeah. miss it. I um. Want to get back to it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I want to go on some dates and stuff too, but travel is a big one. You on know, this. dates are like, <laughs> what are those? <laughs> right, that's what I'm trying to find out. <laughs> I really don't be liking nobody, y'all. <laughs> and then when I like somebody, it's always with some strings that don't never equal equate dates and relationships. So yeah. I gotta sit while I like men that just don't be liking me. I'll uh, take that back. They do like me. Right. But. The ones that like you, you don't like. And then. Not always. Well, well yeah, not always. Times, but... A lot of times, for <laughs> real. The ones that like me, I don't like them. And right. then when there's a mutual like. It's something. It's always. Yeah. Something. It's always an obstacle. Typically with them. Mm. <laughs> just saying. I mean, hasn't it typically been with them? That is not of God. Sorry. I'm just saying. <laughs> It's typically been their issue. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not saying I don't have faults. Mm-hmm. Cause I have faults. But when I think of a few, mm-hmm. wasn't me. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Thank you all for answering our questions every week. Um, always keep up with us on social media: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And more content to come on YouTube in the future. And as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.